It is fall here in Payne County, and you have tuned in to another episode of the Pastors of Payne podcast and radio show here on Heat FM and God's Country, Stillwater, America. It is a it is a beautiful season, and we are down one pastor. So you know when we're when we lose a, a priest for you know for travel or vacation or funerals or weddings or just because they don't want to be on the show with me, we we have to substitute somebody in, and we sometimes like you know. We think, should we get Jay on here, or you know, our, our DJ? And we think, no, no, it's probably probably a bad idea. Probably a bad idea. Jay, Jay may say, Jay may say something. So we, uh, so we always just like grab one of the, I don't know, people that we know that can be, can be, um, can be entertaining. <laughs> and so the our guest, our guest this time, our guest this time, um, I'll give you some secrets. Um, it's like the game Guess Who, where you're like flipping the little cards and you got them. Uh, does your guy have pink hair? No. Does your guy wear glasses? No. Does your guy have brown hair? Yes. So, do you remember the guess, uh, the game Guess Who, Clayton? Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember. Do, do you re- do you really remember it? Like, did you play it as a kid? Yes, yes, I played it as a kid. I played really? it as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Like, how how often? Um, you know, my sister's six years younger than me, so. Every every now and again, I was a lot better at it than her, but <laughs> just the two of us growing up, so I won all the time, but... Do you have one sibling? Just one sibling. A yeah. sister? Sister, Caroline. Whoa. So I'll, I'll send this to her. She's a, she's a sophomore at the University of Arkansas. Caroline, I what? love you. So. And uh, baby Joseph, your little son, has a sibling. He does. He does have a sibling, a 12-week old sibling in the gestation period. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're having another baby. Do April eighteenth. Whoa, <gasps> two kids born in Stillwater. That's two. Two born in Stillwater. Two, hopefully baptized by Father Carey. Yeah, so they're doing. They're doing okay in life. They're doing. <laughs> if they're born in God's <laughs> country, and they get baptized, they win yeah, at everything. They're good to go. They're good to go forever. We'll go. just we'll just hand them, um, hand them the keys to the, the kingdom now. now. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Okay. Yeah, how long, wait. Just so the good good people of God know, you you are a missionary. To how'd that happen? <clears throat> just give them the give yeah. them a, like a low down nitty gritty. Well, I didn't introduce myself yet, but my name is is Clayton Clayton Caldwell, um, the team director for the folks missionaries at uh, St. John Catholic Student Center. Yeah, um, go folks. My third year. So three done, years done, you've been here. This is my third. My third. I'm in my third year. So. My grandpa, when he was, he would always say, whenever he had a birthday, he'd be like, he'd be turning 88, but he'd tell people that he was in his 89th year. Or I was like, Papa, you're, you're 88. He's, I'm in my 89th year. So, anyways, I'm in my third year here. Whoa. Um, but uh, yeah, we love it. So, I did, I did a podcast with Father Kerry. I guess like what a year or two ago. Mm, I don't it was remember. A long time ago. I thought he was never going to invite me back. What? And he, and he texted me last night. No, I, not last <laughs> night. It was like a day ago, wasn't it? It was, it was a day ago. Yeah, yesterday was you, a day ago. I'll give you that. I Thank woke you. up. I woke up to the text. Or maybe it was yesterday. I woke up to the text. Anyways, yeah. we're here. Yeah, I'm I, glad to be here. Glad. I'm glad I'm, to be here. We are really glad you're here. And, so. and we we have this topic that we're we're gonna go. There was a gospel a couple of weeks ago. It was the Sunday gospel, and it says the line is Jesus says, "If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off." If your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. 
If your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. It is better to enter the kingdom of God with like no eye, no hand, no foot than to go into Gehenna mm-hmm. like with all your attachments. And I, you know, I hear that gospel and like, oh, like one, how does my foot cause me to sin? Kicking other people down, I guess. But you, you know, the, the Lord, the, the Lord Jesus, like when he when he talks about like uh, the Ten Commandments and the sort of things, he's like they got to be written more in your heart than they do externally and visibly, so that they become sort of the operating system for for your life. And and um, and, I, and I, you know the this this line from the gospel. I mean, is the Lord literal in this? Well, you know, he also says, "Hate your father and mother." But if you hate your father and mother, you you what? What you violate the what commandment, Clayton? The fourth. Ooh, he knows the commandments. Oh, <laughs> uh, I should have held up yeah, two you fingers. Also, you also held up the number four in front uh, of me. I held up the number four <laughs> over here because I was thinking, and when I thought I did it, because I was going to say the fourth commandment, and then I asked you. And, yeah. Okay, so he doesn't. He, he's not intending on saying hate them. It. What, what do you think he's saying when he says like? Cut off your foot, cut off your hand, pluck out your eye. Well, I, I've always taken it very literally, so I, now, this is something new that I'm hearing from you right now. But You, you think you take it literally <laughs> to maim yourself? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I think, you know... We were, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no. We've, we're our, <laughs> I shouldn't we're have you, asked this guy. <laughs> are you six minutes into this We'll get Jay on here. We'll get Jay on. <laughs> Jay, but. come on in here. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I was I was kind of thinking about it this morning. Um, after you kind of asked me, you told me that we were gonna be doing this podcast. Like, what does what does the Lord actually actually mean here? And talking about custody of of the eyes, um, but I think you know more so just custody of 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 the senses. And it, you know, if you're if you're not able to, um, you know, listen to something without thinking of this or, or thinking of that, or you know, if you're listening to something that's going to cause you know. Um, I don't know, tempt you into 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 evil thoughts or impure thoughts, like whatever it may be. It needs to be it needs to be cut off from your life entirely. Mm. So a lot of times we uh, we tend to um, blanking on 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 the word on the word compromise compromise with different things that and we're like oh you know it's it's kind of okay and so yeah. I'm not you know I'm just I'm I'm listening to this or I'm looking at that or I'm I'm doing this thing and it's like it's not maybe necessarily directly causing me to sin right now, but uh-huh. maybe it will in the future. So I'm just going to compromise a little bit. I think that's what Jesus is saying is like, if, if these things are, are causing you to compromise with, with evil, they need to be, they need to be cut out entirely. Mm. Yeah. We, you know, we were, we were talking uh, earlier about just like the custody of the eyeballs. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, I think we, and, I, and I've come to see it is that, if we don't watch what we put in through our eyeballs, um, then the, we get a. I mean, we get we get this toxic heart and this toxic soul. I, I think even in the just in like watching the news. I mean, there's some news that's like very beneficial. I, you know, I watch the weather. I watch Oklahoma City and Tulsa news. I, I read the newspapers. <laughs> but if you if you just watch it all day long or you even watch like the attacks that people put against each other in in the news media then like what goes into your eyeballs and stays in your brain and it's hard to forget certain things 
Yeah. Um, like I, I think it was like um, it's like the Good Friday shooting in Tulsa. Like I, I think it's or is it the Easter Sunday shooting in Tulsa? Like I, I saw that on the news and it stayed in there in my mm-hmm. in my brain. Uh, or just like um, as a kid seeing the Iran Iraq War when I was a kid, mm-hmm. watching missiles being fired at each other. Like you. Like right. even as a kid, I, I mean, the Iran Iraq War was in the in the seventies and eighties, I think. Mm-hmm. But you can't for you can't forget those things. They don't they don't just like get out. Yeah. And so there's this like custody of the eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. I think you know it's 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 commonplace to wake up in the morning and 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 turn on turn on the news and just kind of have that going in the background while you're. Making your coffee, eating your breakfast, getting you know the kids ready for school. You know my my son's one, so he's not in school yet. But getting him ready for the day, changing a diaper. It's right. common to just kind of have something going on in the background that that you're um, that you're absorbing or at least partially absorbing, either consciously or maybe subconsciously. If it's just kind of words coming in the background, you don't really know what they're saying, but mm-hmm. they're still kind of speaking at you. It's also commonplace to you know right before you go to bed to do the same thing to kind of as you're winding down to to flip on the on the television and whether it's you know whether it's sports or entertainment or the news whatever it might be it's just we're absorbing these things kind of passively before we go to bed and I really love every Wednesday um, we have a, a staff meeting with with Father Kerry and he's been giving us some meditations by Pope Benedict the Sixteenth oh yeah uh, we start off our days with. Just his, it's his general audiences from, I think, the year 2012, the year on faith. And so every morning we're, we're reading about faith as, as a staff. We go through, it's like a two or three page meditation. And then afterwards on our way to staff meeting, we walk across the street and we share with another person. And it's like, we get to start off our, our meeting as a team. We get to start off our days uh, with the words of uh, Pope Benedict XVI, who's still alive, but will probably be probably be a saint one day. And so, you know, we have to make this conscious decision. Am I going to passively allow these things to kind of come into my, into my mind, through my eyeballs, through my ears, through my right. senses? Uh-huh. Or am I going to make the active choice to say, you know, I, I want to be aware of the news and aware of what's going on in the world. But first thing in the morning, how do I turn my, turn my gaze to something else? Yeah. The, the, the invasive, I think it's on the door of hideaway. Like they have this little sign that says like things that please don't do, and one is like invasive telephone stuff, mm. uh, or, or like the the noise that is just being produced. It's like it you know it's harassing other people. Yeah, just the just the custody of the eye. So there's that you know there's this um so like what 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 do we do with them then? You know I I I was uh, with some monks one time, and they're uh, they're awesome monks, and I realized that they like they were like looking at this like as i'm talking to them eyeball to eyeball they would look at like they would look just above my head or just to the left or just to the right well like never make eye contact and i thought okay this is this is strange like these are these guys i know yeah like why wouldn't they look me dead in the eye and, and it's you know, they, they look, look down, they would look up, they just wouldn't look me right in the eye. And it is that, I, the, how to control our eyes, how to control those senses, those fleshy things, because they're, they're windows to, to the soul. I mean, they're, they're right. feeding our mind and therefore our memory and our imagination and um, with, with stuff. And it, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're constantly looking at things, they're, those things are going to go in there. And and I feel like Father, we're we're living in a time where it's it's harder than ever 
to have custody of the eyes, to have custody of the senses, because we live in an, in an age of, of noise. There's, there's constantly a notification popping up on your phone. We have mm-hmm. a, a, a limitless ability uh, to kind of engage with any sort of uh-huh. anything that we ever want to look up or hear about or know about or mm-hmm. see. Oh, yeah. We have the ability to look that up ourselves, but it also has the ability to just kind of come to us without us even trying. You know, you walk down the street, people are on their phones, there's music going, there's, you know, TVs everywhere. It's like, how do you, you know, in, in 21st century modern America, yes. how, do you, how do you have custody of the eyes? What do you have to do? Wow. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is hard. I mean, it, it is, it is, uh, it takes a, like a firm act of the will to say, I want to say no to this stuff because there's something better. Right. There's something, something better that I really want to bring in. I, I, you know, I, I want, I'm going to literally like pluck my eye out. I'm going to cut off my hand. I'm going to cut off my foot so that I can have something better. Mm-hmm. Something that's not, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be kind of debilitated in a way. But, but there's something more beautiful that I'm going to receive uh, from, from, this, from this custody of the senses. And I think that's what they, like they did in the, in the, in the monasteries uh, when I was at Conception Abbey, uh, saying there would be religious images everywhere. You'd be cruising through the monastery and it would be like religious image and religious image and statue and this like beautiful window that looks out upon a vineyard or, or an orchard. And th- those things really like brought great joy. You see the lives of the saints. You see like this cloud with the North American martyrs mm-hmm. in Ariesville, New York. And you just start to think that's what then your mind starts to think about these things. And it's it's um I think it's unfortunate that as we just inundate our senses with you know noise that we lose we lose on the true beauty. You know there was that thing the other day when we read it about Pope Benedict and he talked about like even like look at uh, he referenced Saint Augustine and Saint Augustine looks to the heavens and says tell me about you. And he looks to the trees and he says, tell me about you. Mm-hmm. And he looks to the ocean and he says, tell me about you. But that's, that's not like when, when we're just getting like bombarded with, you know, social media or videos. Or you said like literally anything. If I want to watch the 1985 Kansas City Royals, you know, yep. game winning hits. Ten I, seconds. I, I, I can find it. Ten seconds. It's on your phone. It's boom. It's there. Yeah, and I, I think it's doing an injustice to to our minds. It's doing an injustice to to the divine life that is in us. The the like that God has sown Himself. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit have made a home inside of me, and I'm doing an injustice to this this awesome life that they they have given me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Reagan and I we. We've made a we've made a big effort. Reagan is is my wife back at back at home. Reagan Joseph right now. We've made a huge effort to try and and, and make our our home a, a sacred space. Because kind of like you're saying, you go to these you know these different monasteries, even even the rectory. There's just there's beautiful images. It's simple, and you can walk in there, and it's a place of of peace, 
um, and you can you know turn your head any which direction you and you're you know placing your your eyes on on a holy image um, and so we try to try to replicate that at our house because when you when we walk out of our doors um, and onto you know onto Washington Street you know or at Eskimo Joe's like wherever wherever we are there's there's noise that that just bombards and so it's like we have to have we have to have a space that we go back to where it's like okay now you know I'm in I'm in a place of of peace. I'm in a, in a place of uh, tranquility. I'm in a place of uh, simplicity and encounter with God. And Reg and I were both 25 years old, so we've kind of grown up around, uh, you know, technology. There's there's uh-huh. a great picture of of me when I'm five years old. I'm in my my pajamas. I just got got done showering, and I'm at this like <laughs> massive computer in our living room playing some sort of a game. But it was like my first home computer that I could play games on. I was like five years old in our in our first home. And so you know, I look at that photo, I'm like, I've literally, you know, my parents talk about, you know, the age for the internet, you know, we had to we had to go to the library and like look stuff up. But it's like everything has kind of always been at my fingertips. And so in a lot of ways, um, that, you know, kind of life it's just it's just ingrained in me. It's just a part of me. And it's really like a hard habit for me to break and kind of detach from the world of of noise, which which seeks to invade, and I have to make conscious efforts. And so, when we're at the house, Reagan and I will do things like, you know, if there's if there's a game on on the weekend, we'll go and we'll, we'll plug in our, our TV, and we'll have some people over, and we'll watch the game. Wait, then, wait, wait, I'm sorry. You'll go and plug in your TV. <laughs> we'll plug in the TV because then when we're done, we like to make it a habit to to take the TV out and go place it somewhere else. Otherwise, it's just it's hard for us. Like if it's right there in front of me, it's just, that's just kind of what I've always done is like when I'm not doing oh, anything, no. I'll just, I'll sit in front of it <laughs> or, you know, I'll pull my phone out and just, you know, look at, look at something on my phone. It's just, it's yeah. so ingrained that uh-huh. I have to, I have to do these things um, that are, you know, a lot different, maybe abnormal in order to kind of, you know, break that habit of just going, going right for that thing when I have, you know, quote unquote, nothing else to do. Would you call that custody of the fingertip? You're like, and yes. click Cust- on. Custody of the Roku, <laughs> custody of the iPhone, all the things. Oh, yeah, because yeah, like the, the custody of the fingertip, it's, it's like if your fingertip causes you to sin, mm-hmm. grind it down with a bench grinder. Yeah. If your <laughs> like, iPhone causes you to sin, delete the internet. Delete all your apps, you know, so, which a lot of times is really annoying, but then I have to remind myself, you know, it's... I'll live. I'll live. You know, it's only temporary. Yeah, there's a, there's a there's a good to like I think wa- watching sitting around watching football. Like you Definitely. know, they, um, when uh, Maggie Dahl had her engagement um, uh-huh. uh, party here in Stillwater, where she is getting wed to your brother-in-law. My brother-in-law. Oh wow! Yeah. How did how did that happen? Uh, that's a, that's a whole other story. This whole thing. How young, a podcast on that? Oh, yeah. like, that would take four podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> But it was just like sitting around. We were watching, um, not the Masters, not the P, um, not um, uh, what's that thing where Europe and the United States playing? We the Ryder Cup. We always get our butts kicked. Yeah, <laughs> the Ryder Cup. I'm just watching the Ryder Cup with a bunch of people who appreciate golf. Like yeah. Father Gail Hammerschmidt was there, and your brother-in-laws were there, and your you know your yeah, your parents the whole were there. Family. It was just like to sit around and talk about like the beauty of golf and, and know that, you know, the professionals sometimes play out in the trees too, like I do. <laughs> Not as much as you do, but they do end up there. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that guy who hit that ball like right on the edge and shot it straight up in the air and back down. Who was that? 
Uh, that was Jordan Spieth. Oh, you're a high school high school classmate and uh, yeah. and golf teammate. Yeah, like that ball. I was like, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> not on purpose. Not but. <laughs> <laughs> but you can do it. Yeah. The, so there there is this there is this beauty to it, and, and I think there's a you know the. Um, you know, I was just thinking about like things of the like the custody of the eyes. Like, there is a beauty to like an automobile. There is a yeah. beauty to the human figure that one can look at. You know, Michelangelo, he would carve those statues based on the fig- the features of a human person. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is. A <laughs> we were talking about the SR seventy one. You know the there's an SR seventy. You don't know. Sorry. He just got this blank look. The SR seventy one Blackbird, one of the only ones in complete structure, is up in Hutchinson, Kansas. So I'm taking a bunch of dudes on a road trip in December. That's myself great. and um, and Tanner. Oh, we're gonna go up there. There's a beauty to the SR seventy one Blackbird. It's amazing looking. There's a beauty to um, these things. There's a beauty to looking at somebody else's faith life and saying, "Wow, they have a really rich faith life." But I, I think like the like what we have to pluck out is that when we look at another a person's car, we like, "Why do they get that and I don't? Mm-hmm. Why, why is it they they're privileged to that and I am not? Why do they have a Corvette Stingray and I don't? A, or a six 62 two-door hardtop Chevy Impala that I've always <laughs> wanted. Teardrop. And, or, or you look at another person, uh, the beauty of another person, and you say, now there's the, the lust that like starts to roll. Or the beauty of the airplane. It's like, why, you know, I was kind of jealous of Tanner because Tanner gets to work on jet engines, and that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> uh, but there's also, it's not that competition. Or the beauty of another person's prayer life. We look at them and we're like, their prayer life is so great. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's like a an envy, you know, custody of the eyes like you you're looking around you're looking around at everything and then desiring kind of like lusting after everything. Um, and that's that's what happens. Your eyeballs start going here, they start going there, they start going here, they start going there and you're like, I don't have that, I don't have that, I want that, I'm not like that, I should be more like that. You know, or you just, you know, you're passively sitting in front of a screen just consuming another person's life um yeah we have to be we have to be aware of that we have to focus like what are what are we actually looking at with with our with our hearts are we kind of is our heart looking at this thing do we do we desire this more than you know the more than we desire god we have to have to center ourselves is that would you say that there's like the um social media sort of you know amplifies that or inflames that that lack of custody of the eyes i mean and then starts to perpetuate those things that you just listed absolutely well i feel like it's the whole culture that i mean even secular media will talk about nowadays is just the the comparison on on instagram and, and the fact that people you know you know uh, they they put photos in a way on there that that, that make their lives seem a lot better than they actually are. You know, they're posting the highlights, not just the, the normal days. And so you have, you know, a 13, 14-year-old girl that's just looking at somebody else's life thinking, wow, she's, you know, so much more beautiful than me. She has such a better life than me. I need to be more like that. And there's just, you know, that's that's the evil one, just, just making you feel horrible about yourself. So, I mean, absolutely perpetuates it. So TikTok, the worst. 
Really? The worst. Go on. Here's well, your soapbox. Don't don't get me wrong. I love I love TikTok. You know, like like <laughs> I I like whenever I see someone on TikTok, I'm like, give me that. I, I want to look at TikTok, and I, I scroll through just because it's so addicting. Like the videos are hilarious, and you know, my sister will tell me that um, they they have this just algorithm that oh yeah knows you perfectly and starts giving you these videos that are just like fine tuned to you. So you can go on somebody else's TikTok and just be like, what? What is wrong with you? Like, what are you looking at? But oh, but, because you can look at somebody else's TikTok and know what they've been you watching. You know what they've because been watching because of the algorithm. Because of the algorithm. Al Al algorithm. Al Gore. Al Gore. Ithem. Al Gore. Ithem. The Al Gore. Ithem. Um, but yeah, TikTok. There's just there's an endless there's an endless scroll. I mean, all, all the social media apps have an endless scroll nowadays. But um, TikTok, ten second videos. It's like Vine. Back when I was like in in high school, like oh Vine, yeah, Vine was the big thing. TikTok is like Vine on on steroids. Yeah, so. well, on crack. On crack. It, it is super addictive. <laughs> I mean, they know that's um, yeah, they they know how the brain works, and then they just pump all this stuff into our eyeballs. Have you seen Social Dilemma? I have not. You should watch it. Why? Why should you I should watch, watch it? it. Ahead, it's go. it's really well done. It's a it's a great Netflix documentary, but it takes you know the guys that are, that that made it are from Facebook, they're from Instagram, they're from Twitter, they're from all these major uh, social, social media. media outlets that um, have kind of have since left or quit because of what, <laughs> they've, oh, what, yeah. what they've how they've seen what they've seen it do to people. Um, but it's really well done. It kind of like follows. It's kind of a fake document, like a mockumentary, I guess, of Ooh, this I one love mockumentaries. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe that's not the right word, but it kind of follows the story of this one teenage boy's life on on social media. Um, but in it, it talks about you know the algorithms that they use. It talks about what they're trying to do to a person, like how they're trying to place ads, like how they're discovering information, and kind of like the data that they gather on you in order to be able to bombard you with exactly exactly what is going to um you know make you lust after it you know make you want make Ooh. you desire this this or that they they know exactly where your heart is at and so they can just take kind of control of you in that way you know it's they want you to look at it and they want you to look at it more and more and more and more and so custody of the eyes is i mean how can you have that when this thing is specifically designed to do the exact opposite to you you're trying to, ah, I'm trying to be careful. And they're trying to m- make you be lured in. Exactly. Whoa. Crazy. Yeah, it, it is a, it, I mean, it, it is the perfect thing. You know, they, um, oh gosh, what is the name of that book? Um, it, it's um, designed, um, the, what's the name of the book? I read it a couple of years ago. Designed by purpose or something like that. Of like, like the colors on signs, on food signs, of like why they're um, designed that way. Why the why the thing scrolls up and down like slot machines. Why these colors and sounds are are made this way. And now with the algorithms, they know what you've previously clicked on. They, I mean, they can go in and see, and they follow a little trail and they go bam. And so I I, I think there is. I, I really need for custody of the fingertip. If your fingertip causes you to sin, grind it down. Take a bench grinder to it. <laughs> that sounds like a slow, painful. Um, if your eyeball causes you to sin, pluck it out and put it on a golf tee and let Clayton smack it. Yep. <laughs>
I'll hit it far. <laughs> hit it real <laughs> far. Yeah. Yeah. If your foot causes you to sin, I mean, that's what Jesus says. Like, to kick each other down. Yep. Like, push each other down to step on another person to get ahead. Yeah. And there's there's ways too. You know, if you're if you're not able to to cut it out of out of your life completely, not that it's it's super. You know, you need to get rid of it completely. But there's ways to set restrictions and kind of have another person say like, okay, you're only allowed on your phone <laughs> 10 minutes a day. Because I know people, I, I was guilty of this myself. I'd say I put on my phone myself, like we have, uh, you know, 10 minutes to look at Instagram today. And then I would just, you know, hit in the password and, and keep going. So <laughs> that, would be, that would be one way to, to kind of cut it off and say, I'm not going to get rid of this completely, but um, it's under control. It's under control by somebody else. By somebody else, yeah. Yeah, I have a couple passwords on other people's phones. Mm -hmm. I've forgotten them, so we'll see how it goes. (laughs) Wow, okay. The Lord Jesus, if your eye caused you to sin, pluck it out. If your hand caused you to sin, cut it off. If your foot caused you to sin, lop it off. It's better to go into the kingdom of God maimed than into Gehenna with all your appendages. Yeah, and I think it was a good discussion on, like, how the— it's written more deeply into the human heart of even those spiritual things of uh, plucking them out and cutting them off. And just like the custody of the uh, custody of the eyes, let's start there. And if you're, if you're having, uh, if you're having trouble with custody eyes, get a, uh, get a sidekick, someone who will help you yeah. poke you in the eyeball occasionally and, uh, and keep your eyeballs uh, clean and fun and fresh. <laughs> wow. Okay. That is another episode, and oh no, another episode of the Pastors of Pain. Uh, thank you, Clayton Caldwell. Thank you. And uh, say a prayer for Father O'Brien's family and his safe travels. Peace. Peace.